This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Rahap Up Recap Podcast, where every week we hop aboard the Hot Mess Express, the Elite Express, the Hot Mess Extreme Plus. I don't know. It's 90 days on one always, and I'm here every week to talk about the mess that it is. I want to say a couple of things right out the gate on top of the show. Um, there will be no 90 second fiance recap of uh, either the Love in Paradise or Stacy and Darcy this week, or Darcy and Stacy rather. Um, I've been in the middle of a move. I've not had time to check him out. I've only gone with the main homework that is 90 Day. I'll try and do that next week. However, we're going to be okay, folks. Let me let you know who I am. I am the conductor, of course, Puya Zanbikili, back at it again to talk. Season 6, episode 13, 613. Shout out Ottawa with that one. And I'm not alone. I'm here with an amazing guest. I can't hype her up the way she hypes me up on her podcast, The Wrestling Rahap Up, but I'll try my best. She is the one, nay, the only. It's Mari Forth. Mari, how are you doing today? <laughs> Hi, Puya. Um, I would just like to say you are the only person who can call me and be like, hey, do you want to hop back aboard this uh, Petty Express uh, to go and, and review 90 Day Fiance? And I'm like, Sure, Puya. I'll binge some more some episodes after I had given up because of the craziness of this season. But for you, anything. I'm glad to be here. I love talking mess. And this is I don't even know. This was this was borderline not fun mess <laughs> this week. Yeah, it was just mess mess. And I would like to say mm-hmm. I am sorry, Mar. I did not realize you were um you had to do a bit of a binge to catch up. I no. can't believe I did that to you. No, so here, it's watch five hours. I'd, I'd much rather binge it because, like, I watched the first few episodes and then it just kind of got, uh, and then uh, the wrestling rehab up had came back. And so I just fell off. And um, I had always been meaning to, my DVRs are all full. So I always was meaning to catch up anyway. So when you, when you told me, I was like, sure, that's a, a good excuse as any. And I, I think I like at least maybe this season of 90 Day. I like it in a binge way more than waiting week to week anyways. So I I was fun. It was fun for me. And I, you know, I listened to the, po- the podcast too. So I've, um, this is, this season is just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot. I just, I, I'm, I'm waiting for the fun. 
I'm waiting for the fun. <laughs> Well, it's not much of it here, I, and I think I—I I don't know because I—I did. I'm—I'm I'm not. I didn't get to the middle episodes. I was like, forget it. I don't. I'm—I'm I'm not gonna um, check out the middle episodes that I, I missed, like four episodes in the middle. Um, but this—these last few have been just kind of just straight down the toilet in a sense with how these people are are reacting to each other. So I, I'm glad. I'm glad to be here though to talk talk to you about it. No, no, I'm very happy you are here. I feel like this season, when it first came out with this cast, I thought, well, we've just seen more than half of these people. I don't want to see them again. So that kind of took the wind out of my sails a little bit. But then it's had its moments of ups and downs. The good thing is it feels like at the very least, every episode has one or two couples that are giving me something interesting, even mm-hmm. if the other ones are giving me the old same old, same old. So that is definitely something. And I do think watching it on a binge, like I watch Love Island on a binge. That's the only way I watch Ooh, it. Love it. And mm-hmm. that hits, that hits on a binge. So I'm glad to hear that <laughs> 90 is working this way as well. Now, here's the situation. We have a couple couples, a lot of couples actually to talk about, but let's get a couple out of the way that really had zero impact on the episode, in my opinion. Yeah, for real. Let's um, you know, let's open up the ceremony here with Kalani and Aswelu. So, Kalani and Aswelu. Last time we saw them, it was the they're building up. Okay, so uh, Aswelu's family are going to come and visit them. Uh, his mom is going to go mm-hmm. back to Samoa, but she wants to visit him on the way there. And and of course, Tammy is going to be the one driving her over because that's mm-hmm. the only way this can happen. Mm-hmm. Now, Mari, this episode it was just still that we we didn't get anything. Yeah, exactly. And so I, when the cast was first announced and you saw the first few episodes, I love uh, checking back in with Asuelu and Kalani because for me, they are the two that I really like um, to follow Mm. because like you and Sasha pointed out, they are actually growing as a couple as opposed to some of these (laughs) other ones. So I I like that they, you know, they, they always they always have hardships, you know, a lot of these couples have the hardships, but they really do seem to be um, going in a right direction. So I really like this and I was hyped. I was hoping we were going to get more for this episode as well, but we did not. It was like, I don't know. It's kind of like the dragons are coming with Game of Thrones. It's just like <laughs> we, they're hyping it and hyping it. Like at this point, it has to be a, a fight. Like it has to be a knockdown drag out fight. If y'all are going to hype up this meeting for like three episodes at this point. Yeah, it's like, where, where is it? I've been, really, they've used up that Zoom footage of Tammy saying she's going to beat both of them up <laughs> to, like, no end. That, that one frame has given them so much dividends over one reunion. They've and played like, it so many times. <laughs> right, and for what? Like, we're not getting anything yet. I'm excited for when we eventually do it. Maybe it looks like it's going to be next week. Yeah. Um. But they really, they really fumbled it here, and it's sad to hear that you, you're, you're also, you know, part of the camp that's rooting for them and wants mm-hmm. to see them because you really got the worst episode to talk about, <laughs> right? Exactly, because we didn't get any. But I, I still did think that Asuelu. I mean, we talked about how he's basically a man child, but I did think this conversation kind of did go kind of well. You know, he did mm-hmm. tell his mom and and uh. Uh, was it uh, Tammy? Tammy. He said, "I need you guys to be on your best behavior." You know, yeah, he got some pushback, but I still think he was—he's been way firmer with him than he originally was when we first saw all this breakout. Um, the last time they were on Happily Ever After, I think it was. So, I 
I'm a big fan of Asuelu. I, I, lo- I like how last week you guys were talking about how he, he cleaned up <laughs> for a day and watched the kids <laughs> and he wants more babies. And it's just like, you don't have too many babies already. Like, so I, I, I like this. And, and Tammy is, wow, I don't like her. Oh, wow, I don't. Big same. And <laughs> it took approximately 4.3 seconds for me to remember exactly why. He pulls up to the house because he went to, it was almost like a pre-meeting of, let me talk to mom ahead of time. I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. I need everyone to be okay. And within four seconds of him being in there, um, Tammy was like, how's, what were you still working the same job? He's like, yeah, I'm still doing ride shares. Good money. She's like, How about you send some to mom then? Like, okay, Tammy, pump the brakes. Ask about I, the kids. I literally wrote in my uh, my notes. I was like, "Oh, sh- Tammy is already on one. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like on site. <laughs> he comes in already with the money, money, money." So I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be. I, I don't think this is gonna be good. I, I really don't." It can only end poorly, especially because it was very clear that his mom also says, "Make sure your wife is good." So already, mm-hmm. his mom is removing any blame from Tammy. And we know Tammy's going to gaslight both the sisters here. Oh, this Christmas in this house is going to be a mess. Asuelu's better off pulling up a shift on his ride share to get away from all this that day if he's smart. He just yeah. shouldn't be there. <laughs> just, yeah, no no Christmas, nothing. Just just keep it moving. But I thought this was weird, too. I wanted to ask you because he said Tammy's giving mom a ride. That's why she has to come. But where did he meet them at? Because he drove them to or or, that's what we were left on him driving them he visited like he wherever they were whether it's tammy's house or whatever like he could easily just pick his mom up and not have tammy there or tammy can just drop like he can he (laughs) i think he doesn't want to turn her away especially because it's like christmas time so it would be a slap in the face of family to do that but Mm. there are outs here especially if you think there's going to be a whole like battle royale in the middle of your living room. Maybe you don't. Have, maybe you sacrifice this family a little bit. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Because I, I just, I, that was my biggest question. I was like, wait, he's he's driving all of them. So mm-hmm. why couldn't Tammy just stay where she was at? I don't understand. I I don't get it. I don't get it. I wish him luck because it's going to be it's going to be a rough one. Yep. And literally, that's it. That's all we got this week. Yeah, that's it. When we move, we move over to the next couple here. We might as well. And that is going to be, let's move. They moved into a new apartment. It's Brandon and Julia. So mm-hmm. they're the second ones with not a lot of story. But Mari, why don't you start us off here and tell us what's been going on with them? So I, the Brandon and Julia storyline, like you said, it, it really is just a continuation of what we just saw on um, the 90 day proper. Um, so I liked watching them go house hunting. Julia wanting them to go pick an apartment that was like $1,800 a month a few episodes ago. I was like, girl, not on just his salary. I And you know, I'm, I live in this area. I, I live in Virginia. I know the area that they're they're at. So Ooh. Richmond is actually a very good city to, to um, settle in for cheaper prices. Like you should not be paying $1,800 in Richmond. There, there's better priced uh, apartments especially for just the two of them i think they were it was 1800 for like a three bedroom like what do you guys need a three bedroom for at that point or something <laughs> but i digress but i i liked how they 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 got their apartment it was 
that whole we signed the lease but showed Ron and Betty afterwards was a little weird. Like some of these decisions that Brandon specifically makes when it comes to his parents are very annoying only because he makes the decisions and then he doesn't stand in them, which is exactly what we got here. Because as they're uh, packing up and they're getting ready to move, you know, the parents ask him, oh, are you excited to move? And then he's like, oh, you know, I'm kind of nervous. Or he he expresses just a little bit of trepidation and, <laughs> and Julio gives him the evilest eye because you're like, what do you mean? Like, you should be happy. <laughs> like, Julia is ecstatic and Brandon, I get it. He's He's moving from his childhood home and he's never flown the coop before, which is okay. Um, <laughs> so he's a little, he's a little sad, but I don't know. This was like, y'all made this harder than it. Just move. You, you move out. Like Ron and Betty were already doing their thing to try and make them feel bad. Uh, Betty wasn't opening a single box, wasn't helping out. Oh but. my God. Yeah. For someone who wants free help at the farm, she really gave no help to them moving at all. <laughs> like sat on the countertop and did nothing. Can we, so Brandon for me, Mari, mm-hmm. you like ha, goes on this jump rope event where one jump I'm rooting for him. One jump. I hate his guts. Yes. So, when Brandon was packing alone and, and Julia was just watching, be like, well, I packed the clothes. You packed this. I was like, no, no, you help him pack. But then Brandon pulls out a knife, <laughs> dagger, even yep. if jokingly. And I was like, sir, put that back in the sheath and continue packing with your insane self. That I did not love. Just but then full scale dagger. It really like where did was that behind the TV? Like it felt like he was. <laughs> how, where did he get that from? I cannot uh, judge. We have several uh, sharp items in our house. We too collect daggers and stuff like that. I, I've given several of them to my husband as gifts. So Aww. I can't uh, I can't really talk about that part, but the whole pulling one on your wife. Yeah, yes. That, that has not <laughs> that's happened. the part. That, that's my only qualm is that part. <laughs> Everything else was fine. Um, and then like the whole, like he's clearly hesitant on leaving, but then Julia's unapologetically happy yes. to the point where um, Ron and Betty bring up that they found someone to help out on the farm, but only Monday to Friday. And Betty's very sad because that means we can't be away for the weekends anymore. No more parties with bowls in them. And mm. um, <laughs> Brandon was like, listen, we'll help. And Julia was like, uh, you will help. That is not a we situation, sir. And I agree with her. I, I completely agree. We're not about to uh, volunteer me for no no weekend farm work. No, mm-hmm. no, thank you. No, thank yeah. you. No, it's the same here for like for my relationship with Liana. We do not volunteer each other for anything until we ask the other person to say, would you be okay with doing this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We will be there. Only then will it become a we. I'm about to speak for Liana and especially now um having you know we just moved and mm-hmm. we one of uh, two of our friends showed up to help us move on saturday if the shoe was on the other foot and l- like let's say these were my friends and they were like can you help us move and i said yes liana and i will be there and liana didn't want any part of it she'd have every right to be upset with it. so yeah fully exactly. yeah team julia for that one but this is what i'm saying i keep jumping rope with them where one minute i'm like Yes, Brandon. Woman, I'm like, yes, Julia. It's never the same person ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I'm excited. I do. This is where I really want to see them, just them together. I want to see what it's going to be like with them having their own apartment. So I am actually very excited for this because I feel like uh, Julia and Brandon's 
uh, storyline was definitely getting stagnant with them staying with uh, Ron and Betty. So I, I'm glad that they're up from under that roof. Uh, I'm happy that Julia doesn't have to deal with uh, passive aggressive Betty. I'm sick and tired of them blaming Julia for everything. Like she's the yep. one taking their son from them. Like <laughs> your son should have left him for himself, but because he ha- had no backbone to leave for himself, it definitely had to take another woman to take him away from you because you, you've raised the spineless child. I'm sorry. Let, <laughs> let's keep it real. <laughs> no, seriously. And I think that ultimately, um, I'm, they were Ron and Betty. Let's not get it wrong. Ron and Betty were the best part of the Brandon Julia storyline in the first season we saw them. Easily, mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun to watch, a lot of fun to follow. That's played out and I'm over it. I'm with yep. you. I, I want the next week. I want them to have that big apartment party with their friends. I want them to have their life away from the farm because that's when the real problems are going to come out. Because <laughs> up until this point, They've been able to be like, well, it's because we live with our family, with the with the parents at the farm. That's really the problem. No, no, yep. there's more problems. Let's see those. <laughs> They'll finally get to see the flaws within each other now. That's what we're exactly. waiting for. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm ready for this to implode. I just need to be able to watch it with the front row seat. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm here for it as well. Um, You know, who's not here for it is Uh-oh. Michael, who is not in the States at the moment. Let's go to Angela and Michael and mm-hmm. talk about that. I don't know. That segue was okay, but we'll move. It's fine. I liked it. I was good. I'm, I'm cool. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so let's go over to Michael who, um, Michael is, you know, he's playing table tennis with the goofballs. He's, he's, mm-hmm. he's set up with them. He's hanging out with them. This is the second week in a row where I'm gobsmacked by what I'm about to speak on. And oh, it God. has to do with my Angela and Michael. So, Um, they're, you know, they're talking about things and Michael tells them I'm no longer single. We've reconciled. Everything's good now. And then Michael starts describing the whole, the the phone sex they had, the video call they had. Yeah. (laughs) And the goofballs obviously dunk on uh, Angela a little bit. I I would not have wanted to see her naked in a bathtub, blah, blah, blah. And then Mari, they ask Michael, like Michael, with the new boobs, like, how are you feeling? We know you're a big boob guy. So, like, apparently everyone around Michael knows he's a boob yeah. guy. Like, yeah, this everyone. was weird. This was, well, okay, this whole scene was, it was funny. I do like, I, I mean, you know, being there for a little lads chat, a little guy mm-hmm. talk was really, was really funny. The goofballs are hilarious to me. I know Angela hates them, but they are funny. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Yeah, so I love when they were asking him, like, "What? what's the fruits? What's, give us the fruits. Cherries, apples, oranges. <laughs> and Mike, even Michael couldn't take it. He was, like, cracking up. And well, his one friend said, watermelons are different from oranges. And I, I mean, we, I feel like we found out, like, two really just weird facts about Michael here. Um, yes. Yes, <laughs> first, we did. First off being like, not that he's just a boob man, but that he's a boob man mostly because maybe he um, <laughs> he nursed until he was nine years old on his nine. mom. Yeah. Nine. That's like yeah. past kindergarten, past first grade, oh past that. that is so long. 
Oh my gosh. No, fourth grade. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. That was, that is, that's how you give a man a complex. That is definitely <laughs> how you give a man a complex. Uh, dare I say it, it kind of um, explains a lot of this relationship here. <laughs> yep. It's over 3,000 days. That's 3,285 days Ugh. of. Yeah, that's a lot. It's too many days. It's too many yeah. days. For, for context, uh, I breastfed my son until he was nine months. <laughs> so It's very different. <laughs> oh, my Astounding. God. My. When you really think what was the it. second fact that you, were, you said uh, you learned about? I did not know that he doesn't masturbate. I did not oh, know that. Same. I had no clue, actually. Okay, I was actually so- surprised when I heard that. Yeah, okay. And and again, I feel like this kind of explains some stuff as well. If he does not masturbate, I now understand why Angela thinks he's cheating with everything walking because she's probably wondering what he's doing with all that backup or, or something like right like it's all mm-hmm. pent out like where what's his release, right? And like we 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 heard he said the iconic line this week. He did the BJ. It was a flashback yeah. to the first time. We heard that. So now that makes more sense in context why that was even a bigger deal um, uh, to Michael because Michael doesn't self-satisfy ever. Right. And yeah, that was I am I'm really shocked at that. Like I'm <laughs> I'm so shocked at that. Like, <laughs> so I need you to get it together. I feel like I, I always come in on these these very weird <laughs> sexual <laughs> honestly not gonna lie rob gave me back the wheel and back to back we've had the phone sex episode Mm -hmm. and then now the michael was breastfed till he was nine and doesn't masturbate storyline which is wild look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do i even say other than hey Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChompaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, okay, let's talk about this. So the reason, mm-hmm. okay, we should probably, okay, so I know there's also a couple <laughs> of you listening who do not watch the show. And you're like, why did you guys talk about this? Here's why. Because we find out, or the goofballs, they tell Michael, hey, you could, you know, since you you were looking into having a kid and you you don't know when you're going to be in the States, you could ship your sperm to the U.S. and and have that be used 
for the baby process, for the pregnancy. And this idea sparks the whole conversation. Well, I don't do that. Um, and then mm-hmm. this is what I did enjoy, Mari, is that last week we saw the next time on have that one segment where Angela's like, if you're doing this, I have to be on the phone with you. Yeah. But we find out that he would rather she be on the phone with him before that even happens. So Michael yeah. wants that to be this way. Yeah, this was, uh, again, very weird dynamic <laughs> because yeah. I thought in, it's kind of weird because so the goofballs are like, well, if she has enough money to do all this weight loss stuff, then why mm-hmm. can't they spend the money on, you know, ha- being able to have them to have a baby, which I mean, you know, if you in just a vacuum, then, yeah, you're like, OK, you're spending all this money to do weight loss you can do a couple thousand for in vitro or whatever but when michael um approaches uh angela with this process she's immediately i just paid all this money for my body i'm not about to (laughs) ruin it quote unquote with pregnancy and i also wanted to ask you did i miss something because I mean, Angela said that they were going to put the baby talk on the back burner, but I really thought that they had come to the conclusion that they, like there was no baby happening. And I, and this is where I'm kind of side eyeing Michael here because I thought he had put that to rest, that he knew that if he was going to marry her, he was not going to have kids of his own. I think that in Michael's head, the way it all worked, it's like a one for you, one for me. Where it's like, okay, so you wanted the surgery and you get top priority. So the surgery, you first. Then let's talk about my thing again, which is I want a baby. So, mm-hmm. and like, even then, I think even if that's not the way it is, I think it just happens to fall this way where she's like, it's on the back burner. And he's like, okay, we'll talk about it later. Like, that's how it came off to him. He's like, well, it's never going to be over, over mm-hmm. because I think that this is something that he very clearly wants. And we, this is where, you know, we talked right. about this extensively last year. Um, and I'm just in this place where I feel bad for Michael, but I also yeah. feel like, Michael, you can't be this delusional. You know, she's not going to go through with this because literally Angela's one condition. The only way this would happen is if Skyla, her daughter, is the one who gives an egg. And yeah. Skyla said, I'm not doing that. So automatically discussion's yeah. over. Like it's never going to happen. Exactly. And, and again, this is why I was kind of like weirded out by this conversation here in a sense, because it's like, I I could have sworn that was something Angela had previously wanted, but then now she's like, no, I, I don't want it. And she was shutting him down. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Skyla's never going to do it. Oh, Skyla's never going to do it. Why are you bringing this up? So now she, she is legit like, oh, okay, like we're never having kids to him, basically. And it just, it just feels like a miscommunication, but we've seen all of their communications and you know what I'm saying? And we knew that this was a problem. I don't understand why they think that pushing it to the back burner, she's still getting old. I'm pretty sure I, I, I just said exactly what his mom said. She's constantly <laughs> getting older. So there's nothing you can do about that fact. So it is just, I don't know. It's weird to me. And again, for like people who are wondering why Skyla just can't give up an egg, like that is a really, 
extraneous, like extraneous process for women who donate their eggs. It's literally not just easy. Like you have to have these hormone shots that really mess with your body that make you over ovulate and all this stuff. So it's really not that simple. And normal egg donors get paid thousands of dollars to do it because it's such a um, it's such a invasive uh, procedure to do. So I, I understand why Skyla doesn't if she doesn't like Michael or she do, if she doesn't want to do it, then she doesn't have to do it. So Angela putting all these restrictions on Michael can't have any natural kids with any Nigerian women. He can't have, you know, they don't want to do surrogates. It's just like a roundabout. Yeah. It seems like a roundabout way of her telling him we're not having kids instead of just saying I don't want to have kids or, or you know what I'm saying? Right. And, and I think that um especially when you consider the fact that you just highlighted all the physical um um what's the word i'm looking for it's, a, it's the the no no, no no not the restraints uh, with with support with skyla like she's oh. gonna have to put her body through so much to do this for them that's one thing the other thing is you gotta remember this is her giving up an egg so that her mom can use oh, this right. egg. And like that's a whole like a family connection. The family, to yeah, it all. the psychology the psychology behind like right. uh, and, a daughter <laughs> sister or something, or a son brother. Yeah, yeah. I see that. Yeah. And like she and like here's the other part, right? Aside from all that, she doesn't like Michael. So like yeah. why would she ever do anything for that guy? So it's just it's a mess. It's all a big mess with with, with him and her and, and this whole thing. But Somehow, Michael's able to convince Angela to give this a shot, and we pretty much get her agreeing to the consultation, mm -hmm. and that's going to happen on the next episode. So luckily, Mari, you don't have to talk about when <laughs> he does it for the first time. <laughs> right, and her sitting there watching. That's going to be, that's so weird. I just, I don't know. This is so weird. And yeah. I, at this at this point, I just don't know how to feel about Angela and Michael um just because you know throughout the all the season I you know I've seen it just that psychic I, you and Sasha talking about that psychic moment that was so mm -hmm. like I just want these people to be happy and I just don't think that's going to be together you know what yeah, I'm saying I like I don't think it's going to be together and I don't like the fact that they call Michael a scammer and stuff like that because I really don't think if this is this is the longest lengthiest most emotionally like turbulent scam I you know what I'm saying like mm -hmm. there would be easier ways to scam somebody I feel like As Yeah I I genuinely feel like if anyone still thinks that Michael's scamming uh they need to look into getting classes because that is ridiculous no man woman child person anybody would go through anything and go through this much time to deal with angela's nonsense nobody <laughs> nobody would do that for free yeah. no no one's doing that so given that he's going through all of this i 100 percent think it's it's authentic he mm -hmm. feels what he feels all his friends make fun of her he it doesn't change anything for him. He's in there for the long haul. And again, That's I so wish him I know, and I wish him well, but they've been doomed from the beginning, it's always felt like. Exactly. Exactly. And I really don't like that she does not let him speak. And I think that's mm -hmm. exactly when he said he needed space, I understood what he meant exactly. But she just did not give him a chance to explain. He it's not physical space. He wants space to express himself. 
you never allow him to express himself because he's always walking on eggshells to try and make sure he doesn't say the wrong thing to Angela, which newsflash, everything is the wrong, wrong thing to Angela. So I feel so bad for him because that's not the type of relationship anybody should be in where you're constantly, you know, second guessing what you're saying, you know, or you're, or you're constantly trying to make sure your partner, you know, doesn't jump down your throat. So it's very unfortunate. Yeah, so I agree with you, Mari. I feel very similarly in that from last season, it was very obvious that all Michael wants is to be an equal partnership. I think mm-hmm. a lot of what gets miscommunicated is like, oh, wow, because uh, Michael comes from this Nigerian background, the culture dictates that men are in charge and men have to do this, that or the other. Right. Sure. Michael's never wanted that. Michael has never been like, I need to be the alpha. Michael said, let's be equal. And Angela doesn't want that. Angela wants mm-hmm. to be the alpha. And it's like, no, you're going to be my beta. And he doesn't, mm. he just wants to feel like he's got equal share in decisions, in, in conversation. And he doesn't get that. So when he says he wants space, he really means he wants leeway in the yes. relationship, not as like mm-hmm. a, I need space to like mess about or, you know, go do other stuff. Not at all. And it's it it's hateful because they don't let him explain himself because he always gets cut off when he's trying to do it. Exactly. And and that you put it correctly. Like all he wants to do it, he wants an equal partnership, but she is so like hell bent on not letting him be the quote unquote typical Nigerian man where he's the, the breadwinner that she's like beating him so far down that he is now beneath her and he can't even fight to to just reclaim some of that footing and it's really it's really and that's what i'm just saying it's just really sad to see you know and i don't know how much longer i can go about watching this especially since we're we're still in their basically the same part of their journey you know her going back and forth to Nigeria, you know, they got married. They are technically married, but they're still what forty some thousand miles away or whatever it is. So I might have to just lay off of them until he's finally here in the states, and then I feel like it'll pick back up again with their storyline because this is just too much, too much. Yeah, well, it really is. And you know, again, I hope for the best for Michael, but we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. It's never what it seems with that couple. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, it's everything that it seems with this next couple. Now we've got Andre and Libby, or Elizabeth, however you will call her. This family, I'm sick of. I'm sick of. And I know, I know, Rob, if mm-hmm. you're hearing this, I know they're your favorite, man. I know they are. Um, but it's the same old, same old every week. It just, I... Okay, so I'll try to make this one quick and then I'll pass mm-hmm. the mic over to you. So here's the big gist of this whole thing. The entire episode for Andre and Libby was Andre and Libby are their, 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 it's their daughter's second birthday. So they're planning this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And now the family's going to come over. Chuck has finally, after this big RV trip, he has agreed to get a property and go top to bottom share the profits with their family. So share the profits with Libby and Andre. That comes down to both the listing, the renovation, the fl- everything. This entire yeah. property is theirs to split, which is completely fair and it mm-hmm. sounds good. It's a good introductory to the business. Um, the uh, Meanwhile, the rest of the family, the, the family Chantel wannabe rest of the family, <laughs> not only did they all fly home and not take the RV with Andre and Libby back from the family reunion, yep. but then they still are making a big stink every time 
they find out more stuff about, oh, dad is agreeing to do this. They're saying that Andre's manipulating everything and that he's stealing their money. Mari, what side of the coin are you with that? Oh, I am not for the scamly. Uh, they, if, if we're looking for scammers, we're right here. This is where yep. everybody should be looking. Um, yeah, that was so. They they flew back while uh, Libby and Andre drove back. I I liked hearing that uh, Andre and Chuck are still. I, I like that they're getting along because we've seen too much of them fighting. So, yeah. So I was so happy that Andre and Chuck are getting along. Um, but the siblings, oh my God, uh, Becky and Jen, I, especially Jen, girl, go kick some rocks somewhere because <laughs> this is just a, it is very annoying. So I had to, as somebody who just bought a house, I was really looking at the, these, this breakdown here. So like you said, Chuck, uh, Chuck bought a property. He handed it over to Libby and Andre. They're gonna um, flip it, um, mm-hmm. which means they're gonna refurbish it. They're gonna touch it all up, and then they're gonna sell it. And right. Libby's gonna do the interior decorating, and Andre is gonna be the listing agent. So that's good. So, so I want to talk about the the money here. And I and and Andre is like, this is a money maker. I'm like, is it a money maker? Or is it a money pit? <laughs> because. <laughs> uh, Chuck said that he bought it for 160, right? He thinks he can sell it for 270 or 280. So that's a profit of let's go with 280. That's a profit of 120, right? So they said they split the profit 50-50. So yes. that 160, the the initial 160 goes back to Chuck and then it's uh if the extra 120, 50-50, that'd be $60,000 each. So Chuck will get the 60000 and then Andre and Libby will get the other sixty. The way they were talking about that house, I, I don't know, unless I missed something. I don't know if Andre could completely refurbish that whole entire house without having to spend at least twenty, maybe $40,000, yeah. like he said. So what are we really... He might end up doing all of this and his net profit only being about $20,000. So I, I bring up all that to say that Jen and Becky really are just like we're we're pinching pennies here because clearly this is an opportunity to learn and not really um, a windfall or anything like that. Right. And, and I think ultimately the biggest irritation I have with them is not only that they make this whole like, oh, dad's agreeing to this. He must be hypnotized. No, yeah. he's agreeing to this because he wants to help out literally his daughter's husband who is now family he is he listen chuck is trying to be dominic toretto and treat his family (laughs) and do everything for family (laughs) and becky and jen are really out here acting like our money he's going into our area and stealing our money do you not realize how expansion works do you not understand that if you have more people on deck That means Mm -hmm. more properties. That means more money in the long run. Do you not recognize that this is one training ground of a, of a lot that is literally like you, you highlighted given all the renovations and the refurbishing that they're going to do probably going to be 20 to 30 K tops for that household. Your life is fine. You are going to be okay. You've had plenty of these houses. He's getting one. How do you not understand the concept of sharing? 
I do not understand this. <laughs> right. They're like toddlers again. Like they, they can't share. But I thought this was very interesting. You guys have been pointing out that, you know, maybe Andre will get into the business and mm-hmm. find out they don't do anything. I love this throwaway comment here about how, uh, how Charlie had some properties. He, mm-hmm. you know, he fucked about, <laughs> to say the least, <laughs> and he didn't. He didn't make money off of them because he wasn't doing what he was supposed to do. And so I agreed with uh, what Andre and Libby was saying. They, you know, if they flip it, if they flip this house and they make a profit and they like really show themselves, then that family, the Charlie, the Jens, and the Beckys, are really going to be um, mad. But like Chuck said. If you're if 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 they're successful, then I'm going to be like, well, you know, want to, you know, what up him? Try and, and be as successful as Andre. So yeah. this was I love that. That was so delicious to me. Finding out that Charlie is an abject failure in the family business. I, I loved every second of that. Yeah, I think that for me, um, the funniest thing in all this is exactly that is that. I think that Andre is clearly willing to hustle here. Obviously, the biggest problem is that Andre came into this whole storyline by saying, you will give me a hundred K and I will start a business. And they've glommed onto that. Everyone else has. Chuck has realized that no, Andre wants to really, you know, get his hands dirty and like do the work. And Mm -hmm. he's being given that opportunity, but everyone else is focused on the hundred K that he asked for. But then when you think about it, I think that Andre is going to literally do this property. He's going to become the best employee Chuck has. And everyone Mm -hmm. else is going to look stupid and it's going to look like they've been doing nothing because obviously you you won't know how good or bad your employees are until other people come in and do the same work. And then you can compare. So (laughs) it's not going to end well for for the kids, I don't think. Also, let's talk about this birthday party now. The Mm -hmm. fact that now I think that the whole miscommunication with the cake is one thing where Andre went to cut the cake before happy birthday was saying before the candles were blown out. So that is a bit of a problem. But also, I don't know. Maybe Andre didn't know better. That's fine. Jen inserting herself into this and egging him on Mm -hmm. and then throwing cake at him at the birthday is Uh just so classless and so uncalled for. It really is like this is why I love to call this show 90 Day Gaslight because (laughs) Jen loves to just poke at Andre poke at Andre poke at him until he explodes and he and she really he has a short fuse so she really doesn't have to do it too often to get the desired result but she does that she pokes at him gets the desired result and say like oh see see he he's so angry you know he's he's the worst type of person it's like but girl you're the worst type of person because you're doing this on purpose like it was very annoying and even Libby again here Libby goes back and forth because she's one minute supporting Andre and then the next minute she is two yelling at him for cutting the cake it's like guys it is this is not that big of a deal y'all it's a two-year-old's birthday the cake okay accidentally have a slice missing out of it this is just what are we doing here like yeah I did love that you could tell when when they were singing happy birthday that you could tell where the cut yeah. was that Andre had cut through. So I was very, yep, he, I they might have shoved the rest of the cake low key. I think he might have taken a slice out. It really didn't look like a full circle, but that doesn't matter to me. Ultimately, the, if if no one had said anything, 
the uh, I think Ellie's the name of the daughter. Ellie yeah, would have Ellie. never, <laughs> never remembered this. But Ellie might remember everyone yelling at her birthday and then cake mm-hmm. being thrown on her dad's face. Like that's possible. Yeah. The, yeah, this is true. Especially since uh, also Jin's kids are are much older, so that was not mm-hmm. a good look either. This no. is the, this this family cannot get together without uh, yelling and fighting. And it and I agree with I think what you guys said last week. It's just not it's not as fun anymore. Like it just really isn't with all the it, they're yelling on boats and trains and planes, and <laughs> and next week they're gonna yell at a cookout. It's just. It's just the same old, same old. What I want to see is I want to, I kind of want um, Andre and Libby to get their own like uh, uh, TLC house flipping show at this point. I want to see, I want to see how this property turns out. I'm invested. <laughs> I want to see if they knock out that wall. Again, I might have house on the brain. So that that might be why, why I'm interested in this. But I, I kind of want to see that. I really want to see how this property goes and see if Andre blows the rest of the family out of the water. Yeah. It, ultimately, when you've made me become team Andre, right. you know, it's gone too far. It really yeah. has. <laughs> like we've gone the full route. Now we went from Andre sucks all the way to it's, it's team Andre over anybody in this family. So exactly. let's see what happens next week. Let me see the next time on for them. Um, is Chuck wants a family cookout? Cookout, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just another setting for yelling. Yeah, I would like to decline my invitation to this cookout, please and thank yeah, you. Thank um, you. And and before we move on, I just like to point out, I I like that whole trip to the trip to DC and all of that with with Andre and all of them and fighting at the family reunion. I really, I didn't like Andre yelling at Libby for the Airbnb. I didn't like Jen Same. inserting herself when Andre and Chuck are just having a conversation while driving down the road. I really didn't like, I, I didn't like uh, Jen throwing Libby under the bus and like, oh, that, that babysitter you hired. Like, I get to some people, it's like, oh, he shouldn't have flipped out about a babysitter. But it is very, that is that is very sensitive subject. You just don't want people watching your kids that you don't know. You know what I'm saying? So I was actually on Andre's side in the sense that Libby hired someone to watch their kid without consulting him. I'm assuming since from the clips that we saw that Libby might be in the house as well. I guess she's working from home um, and she has the babysitter. That's better. Okay, that's better. That's fine. At least she's not just leaving her child alone with the person that the other parent hasn't vetted. Like, that's not cool. I would never do that to my husband. I would never lie to him about not having, you know, somebody around our kid. That is just so dangerous on so many levels. And then pointing out that um, his parents were going to come and, and watch the, the their daughter. Um, there are special visas that parents can come and they can they can come in. I, I know this because like one of my coworkers did this exact same thing. He had a baby at the same time that I did. And he's originally from Nepal and his mm-hmm. um, family, his mom and dad, his mom and dad, and then his wife, mom and dad alternated their visas. So you can come in on a childcare visa for like six months. And like once you get the visa itself, it's good for, I think, a couple of years or so. The only caveat is you have to go back. I think we've talked about this um, Puya for, on maybe some of the other, maybe like Ginny's visa when she was in India. Like as as long as yeah, if she left and came back, she could have another six months. I believe Exactly. Right? Yes. Yeah. And that's exactly like that's 
exactly like the childcare visa because his mom, like his mom would come in, watch their baby for six months. She'd leave. Then his dad would come in, watch their baby for six months. Then his wife, wife's mom would come. So they, they had, they were all set for like the first two or three years of their, their baby's life. And me, on the other hand, we were struggling to find childcare. Childcare is not something to play lightly with. So I, I was slightly on his side, side for that, to be quite honest. I mean, ultimately, you're not, you know, disclosing a big part of your child's, you know, upbringing. And if yeah. it's, it's one of those things where, like, you can't take the decision lightly. I understand that it's very easy to look at it and be like, well, she needs the help. She should be able to get the help. A thousand percent. But I agree. Yeah. Y'all got to talk about it, like, at the very least. Right. Especially mm-hmm. if um you're both invested in in wanting the best for your child. You need to be on the same page. Exactly. And she should have just like put her foot down with him, said, I'm going to get a, I need, I need help. Cause that's exactly what kind of led to us getting our nanny. Like I was trying to watch my son during the day, but I was working night mm. shift and it just got to a point where I could no longer do it and try and like maintain some sleep. So that's what we did. We just said, okay, we got to get a nanny. We have to get a nanny, even if it's for just a few hours a day. We got to get a nanny. And that's what she should have said. She's like, I get it. You want your your um, family to come and watch the kid. That's fine. But until then, I need a, a babysitter and we're going to go. Like, I just really felt like this wasn't handled properly. But then again, we don't know because it seemed like most of this was kind of done off camera. Um, but I'm not right. sure. Mm-hmm. Well, then also we kind of got him passing that. It sounds like Andre's big plan was he wants his parents to come and take care of their baby. So the whole thing is, I would love to explore that storyline more, but instead, mm-hmm. every week we're being fed, Jen and Becky are mad at Andre, and mm-hmm. Chuck is ducking Andre, and this cookout is going to be a mess, and it's all going to be focused on this stuff again, which was great the first two, three times, but it's the same story with a new setting every time. It's like, okay, now I present to you Andre's, Andre fighting Libby's family who think he's scamming them, Part right. six, exactly. but at the park, like enough. It's the same. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Give us our give us our flippers renovation show with Libby and Andre. Give us Super Nanny with <laughs> Libby and Andre. Yeah. Give, me, give us more more of this. <laughs> it's honestly, honestly, it's what you said earlier about Brandon and Julia. I'm ready to focus on just the couple. I don't need everyone mm-hmm. else in the family being a part of their storyline this much. Exactly. Well, you know which couple, it's all about them. And if it was, if he had anything to say about it, it's all about him. It's uh, time for Jovi and Yara now. Oh, and yes. Mm-hmm. Mari, Jovi somehow convinced Yara to go to Miami, or as she would have it, the bougie swamps. Yeah. <laughs> I love that description. Like, that is definitely going to be, I'm going to keep that description whenever I think of Miami. <laughs> it's not bad. So, yeah. the whole thing is, Jovi basically, and we've talked about this, Jovi does not understand in growing and leaving old lives behind and starting new lives. Mm -hmm. Jovi is hung up on the fact that him and Yara did not get to have their honeymoon phase of, oh, we're both in the same country now and we're married. We're, Mm -hmm. you know, young love. We didn't get that because, you know, we had a baby and I had to leave for work. And then I came back and now there's a whole baby and a wife and I can no longer be just, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, living, having fun. But he somehow convinces Yara, let's go to Miami. But mm-hmm. Yara's one contingent is Mrs. Gwen has to be there to take care of Myla, <laughs> who will also be there. Yeah. Now, 
Can you run us through through your thoughts on Jovi and Yara? Oh, yes, I can. Because, uh, again, I have a lot of uh, experience in this kind of thing. And I am upset. I am completely, Ooh. totally upset. Because Jovi, th- this baby is a fresh baby. Like this, their their daughter, I think, is only like three to four months, right, Puya? Like Very fresh months. baby. This yes. is a fresh baby, and I didn't see this. I didn't see the um the special. Uh, w- was it a C section or a natural birth by any chance? You know? Ooh, um, I think it was natural. Yeah. I oh, believe. okay. All right. Well, this I'm about to get upset. So, like. Going back to just real quick, touching back on last week when they had the mm-hmm. the house the house party and <laughs> they had the house party and Yara kicked everybody out of six. <laughs> yes. So Yara was being petty. She was being petty. Uh, be, but you, babies need to be on schedule. Like that is that is true. If the baby needs to go to sleep at six, the baby does need to go go to sleep at six. But right. the difference is, you know, you like y'all said, she could have just went to the back with the baby, let them stay up front, just. Kiki'd it up and she stayed in the back with the baby. She was being pe- petty. She 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 didn't like that they didn't like her Ukrainian Christmas food and she just <laughs> wanted them out. That was one area where she did use the baby to get her way. So I again I being a new mom, being the only person for her her daughter those first few months, like I really didn't like how they made her out to be like a psycho mom and and like letting your kids sleep with you in the bed when they're three to four months that's not unheard of that is actually you know it's 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 recommended that the kids stay in your room at least until they're one to help uh with the prevention of SIDS and stuff like that so mm-hmm. the baby being in the room with them is not that is not crazy you know what I'm saying and the 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 fact that they try to kind of make her seem crazy for that was just like appalling to me but fast forward to this week I like that. I like that uh, jo- Jovi is trying to get them to go to Miami. I like that he wants to make time for them, but he's going about this the completely wrong way. Yara really is fortunate. She's very fortunate that Gwen is there. She's willing to take the baby. She's willing to, um, you know, help them out, especially get alone time because alone time is like gold when you're a parent and it's so hard to come by. And I, I do like that they they have support. So Yara should lean on that support. However, if I have support and I have to go spend my time with Jovi, who's being a dick, I don't know. I might choose my baby <laughs> over Jovi as well. Because this is this is what not to do, fellas. If you ever <laughs> get married and have a baby unexpectedly, do not constantly remind your wife that y- she used to be this and she used to be that mm-hmm. in the middle of like hormone fluctuations and just pushing a baby out and her body's completely not her own. You know what I'm saying? Like this was so annoying. And if Jovi had even like a little semblance of tact, this uh, trip would have gone a completely different way. But he's a man child who doesn't understand that you need to grow up. So of course she stormed off mad. I would have stormed off mad too. Yeah. You really can't fault um, Yara for being irritated here and quite frankly she's not irritated enough almost to me Like right. she's, de- she's putting up with him way too much I feel like literally Jovi is 
standing there as just a constant reminder of you used to be fun. You used mm-hmm. to be cool. You used to be great. Look at you now. You're just about this baby. You do not care about your husband. You don't love your husband. You don't know how to have fun anymore. You're like, what, what is, what do you think you're achieving with this, Joey? Exactly. What do you think are you doing to her? You're literally putting her between a rock and a hard place where she's trying to be the best mother she can possibly be, especially mm-hmm. when she's alone half the year at yes. a time, it seems like. And and now you're giving her crap for for doing just that. And you're giving her crap for forming a closer relationship with her baby because that's all she had when you walked out to go (laughs) on this job for six months. Like, oh, my God, it's and it's so triggering. It is so triggering for a lot. I know it is for a lot of mothers out there, especially for ones who are dealing with like postpartum depression or stuff like that Mm -hmm. to just constantly. She went from just her and her baby just having to um to take care of the two of them because she had no help. She did have Gwen, but she, you know, it was just the two of them to now her husband, her spouse is supposed to come back. He's supposed to be the support for her. So he's supposed to help her. But all he is doing is telling her everything she's doing wrong. And the good thing is at least he's not calling her a bad mom. He's just calling her a psycho overprotective one, which again, I don't even think overprotective is really the right word for it because everything that I've seen her do seems very standard and by the book. Um, nothing mm-hmm. too crazy like you pointed out, I think last week. But like, so now you're telling her that she's a horrible wife. You're telling her that now she's not the same person she used to be. You're, you, He even said at one point if we're still fighting by the time we get back then we're not going to make it. Like Jovi, you haven't even gotten here to adapt to the being the wife and the father and the you know the mother and the, all of what Yara said for you to then be like oh we we need to revert back to ourselves like it was just so oh I'm just so mad and I'm trying to to make sure my thoughts are leveled and are very <laughs> understandable because it's just so rude it's so rude like sir you guys are not boyfriend and girlfriend anymore uh you are married and you have a baby you are never going to be that old life and the fact that you keep yearning for that old life and keep telling that to your wife makes her not want to be with you and i completely understand why she would be withholding from him if that is the the case because he is a dick he's not making her feel sexy he's not making her feel wanted he's making her feel pressured and like she's not living up to his standards that's not how you get sexy time <laughs> No, it really isn't. It really, really isn't. And I feel like the other side of this is when they're so they're out, out and about, they're having they they're on a rooftop date kind of thing, right? On the way there, Yara falls asleep in the Uber and he shades her for that. Yes. Um even though she's then, notoriously known for falling asleep in cars. Like we know that's her like right. love language is falling asleep in cars. <laughs> like this is not abnormal. And then when she goes, they have one drink and she tries to just check on Gwen, make sure everything's okay. Mm-hmm. He like yells at her to put the phone away. Yeah. And then he makes it all about himself. And I think this is my biggest mm-hmm. qualm Um, after the fact that he's constantly putting her down for, quote, not being cool anymore. Uh, <laughs> when he says that you're using Mila as an excuse or barrier to not be with me. Sir, you have someone that needs your attention 
way more than you need each other's attention. Like, obviously, yes. there's a healthy balance with these things of like, mm-hmm. you know, you make time for your spouse, you make time for your kid. Of course, of course, of course. However, I feel like Yara is not violating that balance by checking in on your literal daughter, your spawn. Your, this is a part of you. That is now part of the world. How do you not care more? It's ridiculous to me. It's almost mm-hmm. as if it's it's almost as if to me that this isn't his baby. And this is yes. his girlfriend who has a baby who's paying attention to this baby and not her boyfriend. That's how it feels yes. when he talks. Yes. And, and that's what I was trying to explain. Like he has not connected you know they they always mm-hmm. say like it's easier for for a mom to connect with the baby because you know we carry them for nine months and all that and then like fathers connect with the baby once they hold them for the first time all that yada 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 i'm not saying he's not connected to the baby he's definitely connected to myla but i think that that three or four months or however many months he was gone allowed him to not really um fully digest his new situation you know what i'm saying and um getting pregnant as quickly as they did after getting married that you know it's hard for couples like that for couples who get married and uh like have a bit baby like right out the gate it does uh tend to seem that it's harder for those those couples couples to stick together just because they never got that that couple time so you really have to put in a lot of effort when you have a baby and when you're newly married and i agree with what you said, Puya, you need balance. And I think they have all of the support system able to have balance. The thing is, he's such a turnoff. Like, he is the mm-hmm. reason why she doesn't want to be with him. She is the reason why she would love to use Myla as an excuse. Honestly, yeah, if if I, if my partner is constantly talking me, talking down to me and putting yes. me down and telling me that I'm no longer cool, why do I want to be in that environment? Where exactly. all it's going to be is, hey, remember the thing that it takes two to do, a.k.a. have a baby? Yeah, yes. that made you so boring and so annoying to be around. And, mm-hmm. and you're so selfish and you don't care about me anymore. But let's hang out more. No, no let's not hang out more. I would literally rather <laughs> like do anything else. I would literally deal with a crying baby than deal with you. That's how yes. much she's like over him. Exactly. He really he just has not come to grips that his life is different now. Mm-hmm. He really hasn't. She had to. She had to be there for the baby by herself for all those months. So she that the, I completely understand why her whole world revolves around that baby. He has not gotten to that point yet. And unfortunately, I don't I need him to. But I don't know if he ever will, because he's just so focused on what they used to have. and. I just thank God every day that uh, this just made me think that I'm glad that my husband was nowhere near <laughs> like Joby because I <laughs> would not have been able to put up with the craziness that that this this was and um I I really think Joby needs to just look in the mirror or just I just don't understand why he thinks this is the way to go about this I guess that's what I'm 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 still just completely mind blown about like how do why does he think that berating her and telling her how unsatisfied he is and calling her a psycho is gonna make (laughs) her want to work on their relationship well he's a dummy and i think that's really what it is i think he thinks that she's not aware of what she's doing and that Mm -hmm. by him telling her she'll be like you know what you're right i am (laughs) doing this 
oh my god i'm the worst i'm so sorry jovi let's go let's go to a let's go to a strip club right now you're absolutely right, right. like in his head he's making complete sense and he is not out of order at all and what he thinks is factual and he's not and he's also incapable of putting himself in someone else's shoes like Outside mm-hmm. of the fact that all of this is happening, he's not willing to accept his life. He, I don't think, has fully understood that. Oh, I've gotten to have a daughter, and also not been around a crying infant for months on end. That's so, true. like, you know, she's literally she moved there. She's done so much. She packed. She moved them. She mm-hmm. had, you know, she's taking care of the baby. He's not been there for any of that. And then all he's done since he's come back is nag and complain. Yeah. Yeah, and then now next week he's gonna take her to a strip club, which is insane. Yeah, and and so, and so this was one of the uh, moments where my my husband was in the room and he watched like that. He's like, "What?" Like, <laughs> and it's just like, and I had to give him the backstory. I was like, "Yeah, th- this is though even worse, seeing as how he has a like a huge history with strippers and dating strippers and." possibly doing something with a stripper on there <laughs> during his bachelor party. So this was just a bad thought process here. And Jovi just wants all the smoke at this point because he is just not doing anything right. And again, I really think that that whole, all of that could have been avoided because all Yara wanted to do was just check in with his mom. And again, we've done that whenever we are blessed to find like one of our uh our parents to um be able to watch our kid, we always just shoot a text like, "Hey, everything good?" Yeah, it's good. Okay. And then you just keep it moving. And it's just peace of mind. And I feel like they could have been on that trajectory, but Jovi just jumped down her throat um just for even checking in. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like you know, before the show, we decided to put the order together. And I was like, let's do it this way because these people frustrate me. Jovi and Yara frustrate me more than anyone. And specifically, Jovi did. But I'm really happy, Mari, that you were here to to speak on it and to also uh, speak on it with me. I can also get some of my frustrations out on, on this man <laughs> and his nonsense. So thank you for that so no much. <laughs> yes. Um, it's uh, yeah, it, it and and that's why they're just so frustrating because I really do think they have they have all the all the necessary components of making it work, but then they mm-hmm. just don't. They're just not, and and she, you know, she can be very galling in some stuff, you know, but I was with her with her just picking a a a apartment that was outside of the the city because she's clearly the one that's going to be spending the most time in that apartment if he's going to be going on these four six months whatever month tours so she should be happy and i just thought that this was a funny episode because i thought she loved miami she loved miami as a city and she kept saying how it was way better than new orleans so i was like maybe she wants to live in a city she just doesn't want to live in new orleans so maybe yeah. that could be their compromise. They can move to a different city. And I, she would love that. But I love how um, no matter what, Jovi's holding on to this New Orleans thing, even though he's not there. He's just never there. So why does yeah, it matter to exactly. him? It's, yeah, it's almost one of those things where it, he, he wants his old life with a partner. That's all he wants. He wants everything he yeah. had before, just with Yara there as a girlfriend I wouldn't say wife at that point girlfriend 
Yeah, uh, and exactly. he wants everything on his terms. And that's not just not the way the world works, friend. So and, uh, and it's definitely not the way the world works when you have an infant. So. Right, right. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power. Loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. So in the words of me, Binum, um, yeah. and let's let's go to this last um uh I, I don't know what to call it. A hot mess, a garbage yeah. <laughs> fire, uh irritation, everything. So we go to Mike and Natalie. Okay. The last couple of the day, we're going to Mike and Natalie. And mm. this was probably the biggest Mike and Natalie episode we've had this season. Because they broke the fourth wall in the um, confessionals in the in the Q and A with the with the producers, and uh-huh. to the point where like Rob messaged me and Rob was like, "The fourth wall is gone." I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, big time." So, as far as the Mike and Natalie saga goes, there quite a bit happened here. I'll try and give the footnotes, and then we'll talk about them. Yeah. So, uh-huh. Natalie's been hanging out with Juliana a lot more, and she talks to her about how. You know, the, Michael got mad about the whole surgery thing and that she went alone. Mm-hmm. And then we found out that she's still hung up on uh, Natalie's hung up on the whole Tulsa thing. Still the hooker uh, controversy of 2021. And, <laughs> that she, <laughs> and, and then Michael always takes his mom's side no matter what. And then basically Juliana gives her the courage to confront him and talk about it and not back away from it. So then when mm-hmm. you fast forward to this session i will call it a confessional session with mike and natalie side by side on the couch and the producers ask michael they're like hey so she's saying your mom said hooker what do you think she said and mike says well i'm done talking from here on out and then they start arguing during this interview he like gets up to leave she says why are you leaving because i'm right and then he starts gaslighting her he's like who would you ask who'd you ask call her right now so then Natalie calls Trish in the mm. middle of this interview, which is wild. Trish and Natalie have not spoken since Tulsa. And Trish just says, you don't treat Michael nice. I don't mess with you. And she, let's, there's so much. Yeah. So the whole reason for this call, Mari, is that she's supposed to ask about what did you say when you said hooker? Like, did you not uh-huh. say hooker to me? And that doesn't come up. What comes up instead is Trish says, you're not good for my son. You don't treat Mm -hmm. him nice. Yep. And you need to knock it off. You need to stop doing that. That's not a wife. Blah, blah, blah. And then Michael throws a bombshell that we had not heard about yet. Mm -hmm. On Christmas, Michael bought her 
presents and she gave yeah. all of those presents to Juliana and Juliana's family that were Mike's presents to her. Yeah. I have several questions. Um, several. I guess the easy of it would be when are we talking last Christmas? Like before the last season? Like what what's the timeline here? Um, so they did Thanksgiving in Tulsa, right? I'm assuming okay. this is this Christmas, um, potentially. I think it's this Christmas. Because well, I'm not, not sure what they're source confused because at the end of last she wasn't there last Christmas, right? Or no, she would have been would have been a COVID Christmas. That's what I, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, oh my god, time is time is Yeah. I hadn't thought about the timeline at all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well because huh. I think it was the Christmas, I think it would have been the Christmas after the Thanksgiving with Trish and Trish's roommate, because that's when all the fighting began, like really right. hard. So I guess that, that was this season, or that must have been one of the episodes I missed then. Is that it's what possible. That was a wild episode, yeah. So basically the whole mm-hmm. thing was um, Trish and Natalie were not getting along at this Thanksgiving. Trish was not going to make like Trisha's whole thing was I'm not even going to make vegan recipes, even though I know she doesn't or vegetarian, even though I know she doesn't eat meat. So mm-hmm. that's kind of the level of pettiness that was there. And then in one scene, Natalie goes up to Mike and says, your mom called me a hooker. And he's like, there's oh. no way she did that. And, and there's no camera footage. There's nothing that we've seen yet. I have a feeling oh, if anything comes up, it'll be at the reunion. But then it's been a yes, she did. No, she didn't ever since. And this is mm. something that Natalie has not been willing to get over. She did right. apologize to Michael at one point to like get past it, but she, you could tell she was never over it. Yeah, and like you said, apologies are his love language. Um, so <laughs> one of my first questions is how so when did Juliana come into the picture? So Juliana, we started learning about right around that timeline as well. Um We've been seeing her a couple, like two, three episodes at this point, I believe. She is the person who Natalie has pretty much made her confide on. She knew that Natalie was getting the surgery before Mike did. Uh, She knows all the things that Natalie's feeling because she doesn't talk to Mike because Mike is, again, a bag of crap. So it's very (laughs) difficult to have a conversation with a bag of crap. So it's basically been a situation where Juliana in ways has replaced Mike as Natalie's like shelter, Natalie's haven. Right. I mean, she finally has that because Mike was never, exactly. <laughs> never it. And I know uh, Juliana is Russian. So at the beginning, I was like, okay, so she's speaking to Juliana. I had seen Juliana in a few episodes, but I was just wondering, I was like, well, where did this come from? I was wondering, like, this isn't like Colt's friend, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems like she's act- someone she's actually friends with. And at first when Natalie was like, oh, she feels manipulated by Mike, I was like, well, pot, meat, kettle, the both of them just really be manip- manipulating each other, to be mm-hmm. quite honest. So, I mean... That was like you said on this this podcast many and many a time. Both of them are losers, and both of them are never in the right. But this was just this episode was ridiculous. So the part where she calls Trish, and so Trish starts yelling at her. Mike is yelling at her. I was like, it's just double gas lighting, calling her a horrible person, and her just sitting mm-hmm. there stone faced and taking it. It was 
very scary to watch. I really did not feel comfortable watching this. I don't like Mike. I don't believe a word that comes out of his mouth. I feel like he instigates stuff off camera and then comes on camera and plays the victim um, Mm -hmm. personally. Uh, But I just don't think she she doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve it. They both need to not be together, which is why it was so weird seeing them on this season of Happily Ever After when they should have really not went through it last last year during 90 Day. Like this is and it's just so weird from so how far we've come with them because I, you know, I watched their their original season of Before the 90 Days and they were one of those couples when I first saw them, I was like, oh, great a couple that's like actually in love they actually like each other it doesn't there doesn't really seem like any scams going on they met through friends all of that all of that stuff so i was like oh okay cool and then the the red flags started when they were in in ukraine or russia or wherever they went to and then those red flags just have gotten brighter and brighter and now i don't even know what's bigger than a flag it's it's the red just everything and it's just not I, again, this is a, one of those couples where I'm like, I don't want to keep watching this. I do not want to keep watching them yell and gaslight and manipulate each other and just do horrible things to each other and make each other feel so bad. And then it's just, this is where the line really crossed for me. And I was just like, this is no longer fun. We we talk about it all. We've talked about it before, Puya, where it's like that line is just like, okay, this is no longer drama fun mess. It's just, I don't like this mess. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's one of those things where if you are in a position where you're watching a fight or like ooh fun okay cool but then when you're watching a fight and you're a little too close to it you're like ooh, i really <laughs> shouldn't be in the room right now like i want to leave mm-hmm. this party but i can't because i'm in the middle of this room and it really does feel like this with them where they should have stopped filming these people like months ago like yes. two seasons ago <laughs> once the whole thing with with trish saying uh, can you stand and object to this wedding? We should have stopped this. Once mm-hmm. um, Natalie left and was almost sent back to the airport to leave, we should have stopped. And yes. honestly, you will never convince me that these two are going to ever work out. And I don't see them ever working out. So I'm not believing anything. All they're doing is making me talk about them once a week. And I hate it. I hate every bit of it. Yeah. And like the best part of their entire storyline was that we we've, we've saw the fourth wall get broken a little bit. And we yep. saw this fight happen, but there's nothing more hilarious than uh, Mike saying you're like a seven-year-old throwing a tantrum while throwing a tantrum like a seven-year-old. Oh my God, yes. He's like, we're not fighting. We weren't fighting. We were. I'm like, what? <laughs> Your voice is at its highest registry right now, sir. Yelling that you guys aren't fighting. You are clearly, clearly fighting. And I, mm-hmm. and I almost think... Um, because he did also call her like an ice queen or something, I think at one point. I don't know. It, it got weird. It got grating at, at, at a, a moment there. But like, I think she's learned that no reaction kind of pisses him off more. So she just sat there and was just stone faced and just was like, she did uh, when, when Trish was on the phone, she did say sorry for the present. Yeah, she gave Juliana all the presents. That's weird. Uh, I kind of want an explanation <laughs> for that. Yeah, I, that's one of those things. I'm on Mike's side. Like, why are you giving away all of the presents that he bought for her? Yeah, um, 
but she apologized and 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 like she said as he was walking out the door you just want me to to continue apologize and apologize so i thought that was really cool how you called that like a week ahead mm-hmm. well i think that it's funny to me because I think Michael believes he's the one in the right because he doesn't share this stuff on camera, right? So he didn't right. bring up this Christmas thing till this boiling point here. Then the other thing he didn't bring up was that since Christmas, she's only been at their place one night. She's pretty much moved into Juliana's place and has a room at her place. So yeah. I think Mike believes because I'm, quote, not airing the dirty laundry, I am the one in the right and you have to be at my feet because you're being a villain and you're airing, you're telling Juliana everything when I'm telling nobody anything. And that's not healthy. And that doesn't put you on the right in the right. Um, and ultimately you're both the worst, but also <laughs> get off my TV screen, please. Because I don't want to have to, I'm not going to give a winner or loser here because they, they're both right. losers, quite frankly. Yeah, and we're and- losers for watching them. And to me, that kind of just makes me feel like y'all revealed y'all scam because mm-hmm. if y'all aren't really together and you're only together when the cameras are there, then it sounds like y'all are only doing this for the money per episode. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, y'all are y'all are separated until the cameras come. Well, you know? I love that. I love that the one night that they were together too, my, uh, it was like a couple of days prior to this interview. Mm-hmm. He was like, Natalie, you slept with me and then you left and went back to Juliana's after. I was like, not Natalie coming in for a one night stand with Mike <laughs> and, then, and then leaving before, before, you know, anything else got, went down. It's again, it, it's just ugly to watch at this point. Thankfully, um, no, you know what? I th- for a second I yeah, saw, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I saw Mike in my notes for next time. I'm like, okay, it's Mike and Angela. Nope, it's Mike and Natalie. They're still on yep. next episode. It's it's a lot, and I do think that ultimately, I've said this before. It feels like with a lot of these repeat um uh, f- uh couples they've brought back from last season, they figured okay we don't have a lot of content for everybody, so we can just rotate them in and out. Like Tiffany and Ronald are back next week, so. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't think, um, so which couple, one of the couples isn't back next week, but I think they're just mm-hmm. trying to squeeze out as much content as they can. But with them, with Andre and Libby, it just feels like we're in this constant repetition of the same old, same old. Yeah. And it's not the fun, same old, same old, which we, we've talked about at this point at length, which it's not the fun mess. It's the, I feel bad for you, mess, and I and I'm feeling sad watching this mess. Yes, <laughs> exactly. It's not even I can like judge you, mess. Like, haha, I can judge you and and feel superior and be a little yeah. bad. It's literally like this is horrendous, and neither of you need to be anywhere near each other. Like so. when someone else's fight makes me feel like I need to have a cigarette now. That is not okay. <laughs> and like I don't smoke anymore, but I genuinely have had that where I'm watching this. I'm like. Ooh, I could use a smoke after that. Like, that is ridiculous. It's not my fight. I don't even know them. They're not even my <laughs> friends. But I'm getting that much strain watching this. Yeah, I don't. After the season, I do not want either of them on unless it's like single life or something like that. Because I just, I can't do them together again. I really can't. And and on the next time on, Puya, is it just, what was it? I Just Mike talking to his mother on the phone or something? Yeah, talking about that, she's at. So the way I write these is like, what was the main headline? And I've written down Mike and Natalie dash. She's at Juliana. So it's more of the well, she's not with him and he's mad about it. 
um, I believe. So that's what you're going to get there. Um, let's quickly, actually, you know what? Let's quickly do the the headlines for what's coming up next week. Mike and Angela, they're, they're, we're going to go into that consultation session where he has to do the, you know, the thing. Uh, Brandon and Julia, they're at, they're having a housewarming party. And Julia talks about wanting a pole for dancing and a bed for a baby. And Brandon looks bewildered. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chuck, again, wants the family cookout and wants everyone there to reconcile. We'll see how that goes. Mike and Natalie, the Juliana thing. Uh, Tiffany and Ronald will be back. Um, she's talking, they're doing couples counseling, uh, basically. So you know we're yeah. going to have a field day with that one. Jovi and Yara are going to have the strip club scene, which I'm oh honestly not ready for. I know. Um, and then Kalani and Oswelu are going to have uh, angry Tammy at their house. So that'll be the thing that's going to happen there. Yep. And I am, I'm here. I'm officially back. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am elbow deep into it's, the mess. <laughs> we pulled you back in. You're I watching know. with us. You're no longer going to binge. It's over now. You're, you're back for next, next episode. Yes. The yes I'll back. I'll be back for next episode. <laughs> I might stop again and binge. I do. Lo- I just watched loving it on a bit, watching it on a binge, especially now I got, I got a, a code to the discovery plus now I can kind of like, uh, fast mm. forward if I need to. Yeah. But yeah, this was this was insane. Thank you for having me on. I love talking about mess. These people are ridiculous. They're ridiculous. Yeah, no problem, Marty. Thanks for coming through and for wanting to uh to you know talk about this mess with me. I always do appreciate you coming through and honestly talking about all this stuff. I feel like every time we've gotten together to talk 90 day, it has been a combination of it's some of the most awkward content, but then there's yeah. also, we have some of the deeper conversations about this yes. show than I usually do. So I do love that. I do too. I, I love injecting both of our experiences into mm-hmm. this because that's how you, you know, that's how you relate to people. That's how we, we consume uh, this media. So it, and it affects us all differently. Um, but this was, this was definitely a doozy. <laughs> It really was. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mari, where can people find you? What else do you have going on? Give us all your plugs. Okay. Well, I was on the uh, BB23 Sunday recap episode last night. So you can go and check us out there. there I was on with uh, Rob, Karen, and Amon. Of course, every week you can find me at the Wrestling Rehap Up um, podcast. We're on the Rob Has a Podcast um, YouTube feed. And we have our own our own podcast feed, Wrestling Rehap Up, wherever you get your podcasts. I will, of course, be doing more BB23 coverage throughout the season. And, you know, hopefully I'll pop back on here, pop back on, on other uh, places. But, you know, you can always follow me on Twitter at Mari Talks Too Much. That's two, like the number two, and you'll find out everything I'm doing. So, uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Amazing, amazing. Um, and you can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. I have had this internet saga, so I don't know when this next stream will be. Hopefully, I'm shooting for Friday. If I can get it sooner, I'll be back sooner for that. Um, Twitter, it's at Puyaism. I, you know, I'm talking about Big Brother. It's literally my whole timeline at this point, and I'm not mad at it. It's been a great season, which is why I was sad mm-hmm. to miss the last Friday morning update, although Asia did a very good impression of me, and I thought yeah. it was very funny. <laughs> Um, I love that. I actually should message you and let her know that I enjoyed that. And then I'll be back for the f- next one on Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern with Taryn, of course. And uh, Sexy Beasts is a show that is happening and has oh, happened. Wow. 
and I'm watching and I'm talking about. Um, I got together with Jenny and the Jacob Jones to talk about episodes three and four. If you've heard Jacob on any podcast, you know that this show and him together on a podcast is a recipe for disaster. So definitely check that out. It was yeah. a very fun time. And um, quite frankly, I can't unhear what I heard on there. So oh, <laughs> well, now I got I to gotta check it out. I've been meaning to watch Sexy Beast. I just I have not watched anything like for pleasure in a while. That I wasn't. It's fair. I hear <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll have to watch it and then listen to you because we all we had we just had Jacob on the wrestling wrap up this week as well. And Jacob Jones is an amazing guest to have on. So, yes, check him out. On the Sexy Beast podcast, check them out on the Wrestling Rehab Up podcast as well. Yeah, and uh, you know what they say? What we're called the, the slogan for the Sexy Beast podcast officially? I'm declaring is Sexy Beast. We watch it so that you just have to listen. Really, there you like, go. You, and we describe everyone. It's a mess. Jacob describes characters. It's it's a whole thing. And so, Jenny carries us through it. <laughs> so, do we see the people at the end of the episodes? Yeah. So basically, they it's every episode is twenty two minutes standalone, and it's like we follow one person who's picking from three people. So it's one mask picking amongst three masks, and then we do get an unmasking of all. Nice. Yeah. Yep. I'm yeah. gonna watch it. <laughs> definitely check members. it out yeah, it's fun also found out today um september 22nd mass singer is coming back for season six quite frankly i don't know how they're pushing for two seasons uh two seasons a year but it's happening so <laughs> liana and i will be back to talk about that when the time is right now mm-hmm. am i missing anything on the plugs yes because there is one request i would like to make to you lovely listeners who have listened this far please 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 go over to robaswebsite.com slash 90 day fiance that's number nine number zero day fiance and leave a rating and review it'll help a lot honestly um i know a lot of you have come through um when rob started watching the show as well so if you would leave a rating review that'll be very much appreciated by me people can find the podcast um and i will learn some feedback about what you think about the podcast so Definitely do that if you have the opportunity. Again, that's robiswebsite.com slash 90 day fiance. We have reached the destination for today. This is done. Catch us next week. Season six, episode 14. It looks like it's going to be a mess. So I'm going to be (laughs) there until next time. Take care and remember, count your blessings because at the very, very least, no matter what happens at the end of the day, you are not Jovi. You are you. (laughs) And that is a blessing. Bye. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.